You ready to talk about the song this week, Dan? Dan's not here, man. We already did this bit. This bit's not here, man. Whatever. Leave me alone. everyone and welcome to Sadie Hawkins pod. Hello, man. <laughs> oh no, not this again. <laughs> I didn't do th- No, I just went, hello, man. I didn't do the whole thing. As you usually greet me. Yeah. I'm kind of, I was kind of tired of doing bits this week. You know, we did like, we started doing the little cold open, little, little skits, little sketches. And then uh-huh. for a while we stopped doing them. And then um, Tim we Sullivan. We to bring them yeah, back. Of all people, Tim Sullivan, who we never hear from anymore, <laughs> was like, oh, you st- you really did stop doing the bits. So we brought it back. And we've been doing them nonstop for a year. And I'm burnt out on them. So I was like, I don't <laughs> want to do another one. But then we did one. And I'm ready to stop again. And just start. We could just start the podcast with, hey, what's on your mind this week? And then we cut to the song. And then we come back. And we get, bring you all that usual Sadie Hawkins pod magic. We're like, hey, what's on your mind this week? Do, 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 do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. That's what you think the new (laughs) format should be? I just, yeah. I just posed the question to the listener. What's on your mind? Yeah. And they can pause there and think, what is on my mind? I appreciate being asked. There's more interaction that way. I really like it. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to know what's on your mind. Leave that to yourself. Please don't DM us. Just leave me alone. Oh, well, you can DM me. (laughs) I'd be interested. You're such a pushover. You let everyone just roll all over you. Just just giving you what's on their mind. You have weird energy. I do. But I'm self... Uh, we, I feel like we've just had weird energy consistently on the podcast, though. It's okay. For, like, the past Well, you know what's months? funny I is... Don't I don't know if this is funny. But it's, like, basically, after we're coming up on a year of pandemic, and we didn't talk about it for the first several months of of it happening and I was actually doing okay more or less but for some reason after Christmas hit and it wasn't like I thought it was going to go away January 2021 like I knew it wouldn't I knew it wouldn't like I made jokes and I made memes about how like everyone's acting like the new year's like this great deadline that we're or this finish line we're all yeah. going to get to and I knew that wasn't the case no. But something about it is like it's finally wearing me down. <laughs> Whereas other people were losing their minds right away. Like I held on strong. Like it's been this year, 2021, where I finally kind of stopped showering every day. <laughs> I think we talked about this last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, like overall, like it's finally starting to sort of wear me down. So, you know, I just I have a weird energy like I need to get out more. We do get out more, too. That's the thing that's kind of crazy is like here in California, Except for obviously like theaters and, um, you know, I don't know, other things like that. Like We can take drives. We can take hikes. Yeah, you can go into almost any, you can go into pretty much any store. We're fortunate because we don't live in a place where it's freezing cold and like now you're right. stuck inside plus being stuck inside. Right. So if I've had weird energy recently, that's why I'm kind of like beaten down a little bit. <laughs> But let's hear from a friend, so maybe I'll feel a little better. This is uh, David Dizon gave us a voicemail, and let's hear from him. Hi, Danny and Jeff. 
This is David Catchemall Dizon. I just wanted to call because I just listened to the I Don't Need a Soul episode. And a couple of things on that episode, I just wanted to say, Danny, it's good to know you're not an incel. Um, Thanks for clearing that up. um, Yeah, I had questions, but thanks for uh, clearing that up. <laughs> I like how he pointed that out right after I said, "Like I'm feeling, ba- I'm feeling depressed and down." <laughs> no, yeah, because last week we talked about my romantic history with, along with "I Don't Need a Soul," and I basically said how, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that there's a group of horrible men that call themselves incels, I would technically have been involuntarily but it wasn't even a celibacy thing i don't know if i properly talked about it last week because you know i wanted to share a little bit about myself last week and i surprised jessica with that she wasn't expecting me to get on that topic but basically it wasn't a celibacy thing it's not like i was only just looking for sex it's like that it's like that dialogue towards the end of Wet Hot American Summer where he's like, I love you. I don't know the word for word. But he's like, I love you. I really care about you. And yes, I want to have sex with you. But really, I want to be there for you and be your boyfriend. That's how it was for me. It wasn't just like I was pissed off at women because I couldn't get a girlfriend and have sex. And I was pissed off at lots of people. My, I feel like if you're an incel, what? I just want to clear this up from last week. I feel like to be a proper incel, you have to blame women as a society for your woes my romantic woes i certainly went back and forth on who i blamed and women was one of the groups but i'm sorry did you just say women have to blame society no i said men have to blame i said to be an incel i feel like you have to blame women as a society as a group as a segment of society you have to blame women as a segment of society you blame all your romantic woes on the nebulous group of women like i blame women for why i'm an incel is what an incel would say but me i didn't blame females i didn't blame women i blame lots of people i blamed my parents i blamed myself i blamed all kind and at different points i probably also felt like what's wrong with women that they don't love me or whatever they don't like me or whatever. But I blame lots well, of people. Well, thank God you met me and you didn't go off and build a sex robot like some of these <laughs> creepy guys. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't think I was ever properly an incel in training if I didn't focus my anger at women. I focused my anger at a lot of... And, and it wasn't always anger. Sometimes it was just depression. I didn't focus my negative feelings at women. So I don't think I could be officially an incel even when I was a uncarved block of pain and, and and loneliness let's get back to this voicemail <laughs> i just want to clear that up i don't want everyone i don't want t-shirts that say danny was almost an incel and then on the back it says patreon.com slash sadie hawkins also um i like the song more now and i think i told you you um this on the on the podcast once you you make a a good podcast. Like you convinced me to like songs that I didn't like before, like K Car, and and May the Horse Be With You. Yeah, I, I hope you 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 two stick together. Um, even after this podcast, I hope you stick together. You make a good team. What do you think, Jess? You think we're going to stick together after this podcast? Mm, 
that's a tough call. I know. No, I think that we should get jerseys because we make a good team. Aww. Now, if you broke up with me after this podcast was over, I would blame podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, podcasts. (laughs) Podcasts, society, women, so many people for you to blame. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple more seconds. Let's see what David says. Yeah. uh, Also, um, I think it was one of the Patreon episodes, but Danny mentioned that Growlithe and Arcanine are are lion-like Pokemon. They're not lions. They are dogs. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, Danny. They're Caninus Pokemonis. (laughs) Well, excuse me. Uh, I guess I should know that. I don't really know. I don't even know which generation. I, I, whatever. I don't need to defend whether or not I know my Pokemon properly. <laughs> you have to defend yourself to David. Gotta catch them all. Oh, that's right. He's <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's our Pokemon expert. He's our he's our Pokemon expert, and he's our intern. That's that. You know what? When we're done talking about someday, when we've done all the Reliant K songs, how about we just start talking about Pokemon? We talk about a different Pokemon every week. <laughs> I feel like that's got to exist because it's a pretty great idea. Like you got to imagine all the like crazy fan stuff that you would get from that of like you know shipping right. videos and other such things. Yeah, like what are Pokemon at? Some I I I know they're up towards a thousand like 900 something so you'd have at least 900 episodes back in my day yeah you just had 150 and you liked it i feel like you'd have to go real pokemon for pokemon you can't put evolution groups together like you'd have to do a raichu episode and a pikachu episode and whatever else you have to do a charizard episode and uh Charmander, Charmander episode yeah. and Charmeleon episode. See, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> Any other top of the show business? I think you would have to, maybe you would talk about the shiny versions. And then <laughs> there's like, there's upgrades you can give your Pokemon and like oh. special subcategories. Like I thought you meant Pokemon. like, we're going to talk about the holographic Pokemon cards versus the non-holographic Pokemon cards no. or something. I don't think, no, there's like a, sh- a thing where like you get a, sh- a, qu- a shiny Pokemon. Like it's a, shiny Pikachu, but it's different from a regular Pikachu. But I feel like you'd have to group those together in the episode. Sort of like how we group outros and intros together. Alrighty. So, this week we're talking about Nan. We are. By Reliant K. A song (laughs) that I... What if we were talking about Man by Not Reliant K? Is there a band called Not Reliant K? (laughs) Like... There is now. Like in Wayne's World, the shitty Beatles... (laughs) There's not Reliant K. <laughs> so this is a song that was not on the list for me of uh, like songs I ever noticed. I don't know, a list might be a deceiving way to put it, but it was not on the forefront of my mind. It was not a song that I would ever uh, call up. Like if you said, if you sat me down with a pen and paper and said like, write down as many Reliant K songs as you can recall just from memory man would be way down the list it's just not a song that i thought of much so i actually picked this song this week and i picked it because last week when we did i don't need a soul um 
I brought it up because this is one of those songs off of Air for Free that I always point to with my argument that Air for Free is the direct follow-up to Forget and Not Slow Down. So I was like, this comes up pretty often, so why don't we just dive into one of the songs that I'm always like, no, this is totally the follow-up, and here's why. So fan theories galore. (laughs) Yeah, and I totally, as we were researching the song this week, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing all these connections to to uh forget and not slow down and especially when we talked about the song that connects to savannah (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i you know what my little no 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 the song on air for free that connects to savannah now if i i think if i ever sat down with my little pen and pencil game i was talking about i would never (laughs) ever win sleeping how sleeping and savannah or actually have shared DNA. Mm -hmm. In a similar way, this song kind of shares DNA with a couple of songs on Forget and Not Slow Down, possibly uh, Savannah as well, and I Don't Need a Soul. Although there's the melodic tie between Sleepin' and Savannah, we think there might be lyrical ties between Savannah and this song, man. Um, So yeah, just realizing that 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 this this is like a... It's almost like, like, what are some of those, like, secret sequels, like Cloverfield, like the Cloverfield movies, although the, the word Cloverfield's in the title, but what's it called? Um, Glass. Not Glass. That was the third one. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is the first one. Split. How Split, the actual twist at the end of that movie. Spoiler warning. Well, it's been a long, and it's, it, the third movie exists, so, like, the fact that the third movie marketing exists <laughs> spoils the second movie. The twist in Split was that it's in it's a, it's a secret sequel to Unbreakable, right? Like all of a sudden, Bruce Willis shows up at the end. I is feel the, like is the actress from Queen's Gambit in the newer one as well, or no? Yes. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. She's good. So, my point is, this is like a, th- these songs are like it's there's army there's army planes going I, past oh, us. Yeah, yeah, there totally are. <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? I don't know. Interesting. Those are right outside our window. Those are definitely military uh, planes as well. They have the like wide bodies with those sort of like finished tails and the two propellers going on either side of the top of the engine thing. (laughs) I know a lot about planes, as you can tell. (laughs) Yes. And I know a lot about helicopters. So um, the... Yeah, anyway, so that 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 this is like a... That so many songs on Air for Free are like secret sequels to... Forget Not Slow Down, which kind of goes back also to my theory, which I think is fully supported, that a bunch of the songs on the first half of Bird and the B-Sides, the Nashville Tennis EP, that a bunch of those songs are uh-huh. prequel songs right. to Forget Not Slow Down and are actually I about... I thought you were going to go off on your tangent about the secret album again, which, by the way, when you post that on social media, confuses people, Danny. Right, well, one of my... Because people just got to realize this... <laughs> There's two secrets within Nashville Tennis EP. The first secret is that Nashville Tennis EP is the sixth Reliant K full-length album. But they didn't want it to be officially the sixth album. So they gaslit everybody by calling it an EP. Like, imagine if Forget and Not Slow Down was exactly like Forget and Not Slow Down was, but they called it the Forget and Not Slow Down EP. And they were like, this isn't our sixth album. It's called the Forget and Not Slow Down EP. And you're like, but it, it's it got so many songs. It's right. got all the songs. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, <laughs> but it's an EP. 
So they gaslit us and said it's the Nashville Tennis EP so that it wouldn't officially count as their sixth album. And then to like bury it even more, they covered it in B-sides. Like you cover a uh, like you cover a body you're trying to hide in lime so that the it doesn't rot and stink. You watch enough serial killer shows, you should know this. Sure, sure. <laughs> you cover limestone over a dead body so that it doesn't rot and stink and call people and like people don't smell it. That one actually has not come up in, in oh, really? uh, any of the documentaries that I've watched. <laughs> I've learned I learned that in the X Files when I was oh, a kid. Okay. When I was a kid, yeah. I was afraid that you knew just from like personal <laughs> experience. <laughs> well, I was. What aren't you telling? I was going to say, what aren't you telling me about <laughs> insulting me? <laughs> um, so, I really love this song. I love the lyrics. I love the music. Um, I love the imagery that it evokes. I, I really like the, right off the bat, the opening lines of, I spent the last six years like Hoffman in a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And again, here, we already have right off the bat, there's your, like, why I'm like, yes, this is a direct sequel to Forget and Not Slow Down, because Forget and Not Slow Down came out in 2009. This came out in, this album came out in 2016 2016 so you've got you know six seven years in between there and when you consider production time exactly for an album and one of the reasons that the graduate stands the test of time as a film and a reference is because of how relatable that story is not necessarily having an affair with one of your parents friends but being lost as one chapter of your life closes and you wait for the next one to open, like where you're not quite ready to grow up and take responsibility yet. And to be honest, I've spent the last seven years like Hoffman in a swimming pool. Um, and I'm very, very lucky to have a very caring and understanding partner. <laughs> well, bad news, Jess. <laughs> The caring is all, and understanding is all used up. That incel, that, all those old incel. You're knocking me off the raft, yeah. and you're like, go drown in the deep end. Go. The incel programming is coming back just from talking about it. So, I mean, Matt Thiessen is already nipping it in the bud in just six years. Uh, and so, yeah, but Danny's been really patient with, I've, I have had a lot of anxiety issues and it's definitely been where like, you know, just sometimes you're so focused on one goal and you work and work and work towards it. And then when you finally attain it and you bask in that momentary glory, but it's time to move on and, and move on to the next goal. And you just kind of can't sometimes, whether it's because you want to bask in the accomplishment for a little longer or the next goal is much, much harder to achieve and it's daunting. Or maybe you've been working on it and it feels like you're you're swimming upstream and getting nowhere. And you just kind of want to check out for a while. Or maybe you've just been living one way for so long and suddenly that changes and you just can't live that way anymore. And even though you had plans, you know, these plans, they all just suddenly have to be thrown out and you have to start over again. And I just think that it's something that everyone can relate to at one point in time or another yeah yeah not me i'm a man i woke up a long time ago i'm just kidding 
You, no, I certainly understand that. You kind of had that sort of, sort of mm-hmm. in between time because you took some time off before you went to college. Exactly. Yeah. I took some community college classes, but I was really taking time off between high school and when I went to the school where eventually I met Jessica. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have met you. Because if I had gone straight to college, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to just scoop up my younger wife. <laughs> I would have ended up with someone age appropriate. <laughs> Or no one. I would end up with no one, probably. Um, one thing. You were bumming. I've been bumming. Oh, We've yeah. all been bumming. So many of the songs on air for free tie together. And I really right. love that. Kind of like how Forget and Not Slow Down is one story. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs off of air for free feel like so feel like they are from one specific story. Right. And even though technically most Reliant K albums are just kind of like Matt Heason working through whatever he's kind of going through at the time, this definitely has a cohesiveness to it that mm-hmm. feels so very, you know, well done and grown up. And there's definitely a feeling of of hope in this song that I just really love. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, I think it, it also ties perhaps, I mean, not just perhaps, but almost certainly it ties coincidentally back to the first album with wake up call. Yeah. I like that too. I think that has to be a coincidence. I think a lot of when you, especially when you look at Reliant K theories and stuff (laughs) online, everyone assumes like anything that connects to a previous song has to have been on purpose. And who knows? It could have been. But um, just considering the fact that they don't give a lot of attention to that album, you know, it was repressed very limitedly and they don't really play songs off of it. They occasionally have played like a segment of K car at a hometown show or something like that. And, played like a begrudgingly played (laughs) uh, 17 magazine on acoustic not begrudgingly but you know what I mean so but the fact that it goes to that same theme that there's this you know when you think of early Reliant K and how some of it is sort of immature also coincidentally considering this song is about maturing when you think of how some of the, the spiritual themes in early Reliant K songs are sort of spiritually immature and don't acknowledge gray areas that Wake Up Call is still a song that pretty much is a consistent universal theme. Mm-hmm. It's not, and we haven't done that song yet, but it's it's not a song that you can necessarily like look at. I mean, I guess we'll figure it out when we do it, but it's not a song that you would look at and say like, oh, this is immature. This is like a teenager trying to write something super spiritual and it's not working out. The idea of, on Wake Up Call, of like, you're sleeping when you're praying it's that's there's a reason why that's an incredibly popular lesson and and verse in the bible it's because you sleep on your spirituality or you sleep on your maturity or you sleep on your life like it's the exact same premise he ends up getting fired and it's funny that back then when he was a teenager he was still basically struggling with the same thing and then that's also a super common theme throughout all of Reliant k's work is the idea of wasting time yeah Matt Thiessen's lyrics are constantly so concerned with, did I use this day correctly? Did I use this time correctly? Did I do everything I could? And I feel like if he's still worried about that, which maybe he's not nowadays, maybe he is. Or, or even if you could go back in time and tell Matt Thiessen of like, you know, 2000, 2005, 2008, 
if you tell all the different Matisse's, like, I think you're doing good. Like, you're accomplishing <laughs> a lot. Like, I don't think you need to worry too much. Like, you can take some time to breathe. You can swim in the swimming pool for a little bit. You can be like Hoffman in the swimming pool. Yeah. For a little bit. But then, like, obviously, then you kind of look back and you're like, oh, no, I just wasted six years or whatever. So there's a push and pull there. And I think that's a human push and pull. I don't think it's necessarily a Christian. It's definitely not a Christian only concept. The idea of making sure your life has purpose and your life has worth and you're, that you're using your own time to its full potential. That's not a Christian idea at all. Other religion, you know, it's a totally universal idea and other religions as well. Um, it's just there's very good lessons in the Bible specifically about that as well. Um, no, wake up call is definitely about like getting, a, you know, a wake up call that ha- that pertains more towards spirituality. Mm-hmm. And now whether it, we haven't done the wake up call episode yet, not to theorize on what that is about, but there's a lot of car crashes mentioned in that the first the self-titled album Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know maybe there was a car crash maybe that's something you know that was his jesus wake-up call but you know we've already had so much time pass between those two the that album and this album there's 16 years and you grow and you change and you get stuck in a state of arrested development and then move past that and that sort of thing in that time and i think that this wake up call is completely different this wake up wake up it's time to be a man this is about being like okay you've been messing around for the past six years and now it's time to wake up and be a man and whether he is saying this to himself or whether someone said it to him where it's like hey you need to wake up you need to grow up because it's time to be a man right it's definitely a universal concept. It's definitely a relatable concept because especially nowadays where like our parents' generation, like boomers and even like Gen X to a certain extent grew up faster and had a different set of ideals as far as a lifestyle was concerned. Mm -hmm. And all those sort of ideals have been questioned and things like that. And there's, I feel like we almost live in a state of counterculture now where it's like everybody just kind of does their own thing. The whole idea of like the nuclear household and that sort of thing has kind of started to fall to the wayside. It's been questioned a lot more. So I think that you do end up with like, we're both millennials and you do end up with millennials being like, well, now I'm kind of lost because a lot of the things that like, you know, my parents had a lot of a lot of opportunities that I just don't have. You know, yeah. our parents were making more money when they were our age and already, you know, had owned houses and things like that at this point by the time they were the age we are now. But also you there were But it's a completely different world. It's a completely different economy. And I think that there's just a lot of people who now have trouble growing up. I myself have been really stuck and had difficulty growing up. Up because, you know, a lot of the things that you're sort of told and promised when you're younger, when you become an adult, you realize that things aren't quite the way you thought they were going to be. But that's the other thing is like, what is growing up, right? Because when we say we, when we feel, and I'm saying the, the generational we, not just you and me personally, but the generational we, when you say like, oh, I don't feel like I've grown up yet. I feel like we, we, we compare ourselves to the generation before us and we see how what they had together by the time they were 30 
and how we're still not at that by the time we're 30. But if, if we're, we're comparing our metrics to the generation before us, right? But maybe we already are adults, but we're different kinds of adults. Because, like... We grew up with good toys. We grew up... Yeah. <laughs> but it's more like what, what qualifies being a man is different. When, and by man, I mean uh, an adult. What, what qualifies being an adult by the time we got in our 30s is different. But we were raised by a generation that's and they're like, no, when you become an adult, you have this, this, and this. Yeah. But you can't, we can't expect that because society around us all changed. Yeah. And the people older than us didn't understand it was changing because <laughs> they already were all set up in what they call adulthood. So what changes for us, it's, I don't think it's necessarily, I think it's an evolving thing. I think we, because, because the world changes. Society changes, expectations change, technology changes, our our biology changes. So what constitutes people being adults changes. Sure, our parents had a house and a career with a certain number of figures by the time they were 30. But what did their grandparents have? Their grandparents... Like what in 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 the Great Depression or World War One or great great grandparents great you know every generation got a little bit more comfortable right this my is great, what they're working my great grandmother managed a delicatessen in Chicago yeah and Al Capone was one of her regulars right yes that's right <laughs> true story <laughs> that's great but um but you know what I'm saying is like. The metric, the barometer for what constitutes being an adult changed. It changed between your parents becoming adults and us becoming adults. But now we we look at the example our parents set for us, and we're like, we were supposed to be at that. But like, no, we weren't. Because look just at us, meaning look at the people our age. We're all pretty much on par, of course, with each other. Of course, there are people who are more successful, have more money or whatever. But does money mean success anymore? Do things mean success? Like a little bit less, I feel like, for our generation here and there. Like your parents have been huge pack rats. They've just had... That sounds like my... That sounds terrible. Sorry, I put that wrong. Let me say it again. I'll correct myself. I'll correct myself. They have a very organized, clean home, but they have a basement and an attic stuffed with stuff yeah and they're like i was gonna say their their house their homes have always looked like model homes impeccable but they've owned so much stuff that they shove it into the storage right and i'm I'm like if you got rid of all that stuff you could have a whole nother room in the basement like we think what we do with the space if we you know what i mean so like they that was their barometer for success is owning all that stuff but we don't necessarily think of owning all that stuff as whatever so it's like What's the thing, and bring it back to the song, what's the thing, like, Matt Thiessen's like, it's time to grow up, it's time to be a man. It's like, well, was he already a man? Is he talking about more emotionally? Is he talking about more responsibility? Because it seems like he's always had a lot of responsibility. Is he talking more, like, in his relationships? Because we haven't even gotten to it, but this kind of goes back to the uh, failed relationship and forget and not slow down, and it's hinted at in that. It's like a time for him to grow up and... and and stop being bad friend Tyson that we talk about all the time. There's all the bad friend Tyson songs. Is that specifically what he's talking about? The way the song speaks to you is completely correct. But I'm, I'm just speaking on the subject. It's like, I think we are adults. I think everyone out there is going to find their way to being an adult. And I don't think there's like a magic 
moment where you've crossed the finish line. You're like, ah, I'm finally an adult. And what you have to do is look around at the people in your group, in your age, in your generation, and maybe compare yourself to them and not compare yourself to the older generation because they get a lot of it wrong and they don't accept that the world around them is changing. And when the world around them changes, they get mad. Like they don't understand what a video game is. So they say, oh, video games, they're causing everyone to kill each other. And you're like, no, if you look around, like everyone, everyone, every single person in the world is playing video games but like the older generation doesn't realize that they think it's just their one or two little kids and or, or one or two teenagers and they think they're inside playing video games all day and being lazy so it's video games fault and like no like the whole world is playing video games like there's gonna soon be a whole generation of parents parents and grandparents who are internet and technology and video game natives and will never like judge their children and their grandchildren for playing video games and having a phone and looking at a screen because they were raised with it. They'll never be that disconnect technology-wise. Right. And and to, to go back on something that you said a minute ago, you you actually shouldn't compare yourself to anybody else in your own generation because everybody yes, has their yes, own yes. path. No and first. we all grow and mature at our own rates. And honestly, becoming an adult isn't just like the end. It's not the end all be all. You'll, you're always constantly growing and changing and learning new things. And I just think that there is, though, that point where, and, and some people do it naturally. It's just a very natural progression where you just kind of, maybe you already have that sort of responsibility in your, your bones or whatever, in your nature. But like, you're just kind of like, oh yes, now I take on my own bills and things like that. And I was going to say balancing a checkbook, but like, who does that? And, (laughs) and that sort of thing. And for some people, it's just a very natural progression. And for other people, it's like you realize I need to grow the up. I need to learn how to do this stuff. I need to learn how to really properly take care of myself. And some people are thrown into the deep end with that. And some people have the luxury of taking that time to figure it out and come to their senses on their own and be like, okay, I I need to to make this step. Like you definitely just have always felt so much more mature to me. You have, like, even though you're four years older than me, you've, as far as, like, the standard adult kind of thing, you've always felt to me so much more put together than I am. Like, you do all the finances, you do all that stuff. You were doing that stuff before I even met you, whereas I met you as a fresh-faced 18-year-old straight out of high school. And so I was still a kid, and I kind of went from that sort of being coddled and being a kid to us being together and then getting married, and I've still continued to be kind of coddled and, and like things like that. And I'm finally just now in my early 30s being like, okay, it's, it's, it, it's time to knock it off. It's time to grow up. Like, you know, so I feel that's why I really relate to this song is because I definitely have felt that like, okay, wake up, wake up. It's time to get your act together. Mm-hmm. It's time to be a man. Well, if um, I love you, and I think you're very much an adult. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're very, very adult, and you're nice. And I don't know what else to say about that. So It'd be kind of creepy on. if you didn't think I was an adult. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> moving on to something else in the song. 
um, on the I spent the last six years like Hoffman in a swimming pool is referencing the graduate. And it's. Do you have genius pulled up? Because that is the only annotation on genius. Right. But that's probably the graduate is not while the graduate is considered a classic and it's like a film school thing that everyone has to study. It's not. I think it's even less and less relevant to people as just a movie. Like certain movies like The Godfather. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I think I think as a movie, I th- as a there's different tiers of listeners. Mo- if you haven't seen The Graduate, go watch The Graduate. But there's different tiers of things that are classic, and there are certain classics that stay in the zeitgeist as a pop culture like fun thing to watch. Yeah. Like The Godfather, while that's considered a classic, there's also merchandise about it and it will it will continue to be a movie that people will be like I always hear about The Godfather. I'm going to go watch The Godfather and it'll be easily accessible because it'll always be streaming on Netflix or something. A movie like The Graduate, while it it was kind of meant as a voice of its time in the 60s, and it and it held through, especially for Gen X, because Gen X was a whole generation, basically, of this. Like, mm-hmm. as much as we're stuck in this whole thing, Gen X, so we're not even talking, we haven't even touched on them, but that's like a thing where they thought they got successful and they had like more opportunities job wise, but they actually kind of floundered it and like the lost potential and like how they didn't do any of the social things that they talked about and all that stuff. Let's not even get into that. But, but, but The Graduate stayed in a relevant movie for Gen X. But I think as we've gotten on a little further now, uh, The Graduate is just going to be a movie that's not immediately as, as accessible. It's not a movie that comes to mind for people who are just getting into movies necessarily. And it's not a movie that's in the pop culture zeitgeist. There has been merchandise of The Graduate, but I think you're gonna, there's not as much now. And it doesn't have like the... That sucks that like films can fall to the wayside just don't if they don't have the proper merchandising. Well, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like Because like a, like a Charlie Chaplin movie... Is like a, is like a is is real art and it's amazing and it's actually super entertaining, but people aren't going to go. But some people will say, "Oh, I always hear about Charlie Chaplin. I'm going to go watch a Charlie Chaplin movie. They're on HBO Max." But like you, just, you just wouldn't really expect everyone to go do that. Yeah. I think The Graduate is a movie that's falling into that right. pocket where Gen X was the last one where everyone saw The Graduate, and now we're getting into a generation where not everyone's going to know The Graduate, so you need it annotated on genius. So people are like, what do you mean Hoffman in a swimming pool? What does that mean? You find out it's The Graduate, then hopefully at least Reliant K fans will have access to go see that movie, like how they went to see, hopefully went to see Harold and Maude. Right. Not went to see, like they go to the theater, but go home and watch Harold and Maude because of Figging My Own Suicide. The Graduate is way better than Harold and Maude. It is. It is more relevant to like to history to the world. Yeah, it was saying more for the whole world and generation. Like Harold and Maude is more of a super important movie for like outsiders, whereas yeah. the, the Graduate was actually speaking to the public at large. The The Graduate was a huge movie because it's speaking to that whole generation of college college kids someone please save us college kids <laughs> in the late 60s that's what the graduate did yeah 67 yeah so my point my point i was getting to was like hoffman in a swimming pool comes to this subgenre this very tiny subgenre of relying k songs that reference a movie but swap out the actor's name as if they are the character you've got hello mcfly Right? Yeah. It's like, I want to be like Michael J. Fox and go back to the future. Well, Michael J. Fox didn't go back to the future. Marty McFly went back to the future. Right. And of course, they referenced McFly, but he 
conflates, which is completely reasonable. I'm just saying this is funny that this happens a couple times in Reliant K. He conflates the actor as if it is the character. Well, you got to go with what fits better because he can't be like... He Michael J. Fox fits better than Marty McFly. Exactly. And then the other one is I'm the Cusack on the lawn of your heart and part of it. Yeah. Whatever that character's name is, I have no idea. Fishbone Lloyd shirt Dobler. guy. Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> I'm the Lloyd Dobler on the heart of your lawn, on the lawn of your heart, right? <laughs> so there's three songs. Here's three songs where... He references a specific character in a movie doing something, but actually it says the name of the actor. And the Cusack thing is even more connected in terms of that album to this album, because he's very specifically mentioning the actor by last name and what they did in the movie and how it represents him at that moment in his life. Cusack on the lawn of your heart. I'm Hoffman in the swimming pool for six years. Yeah. And do you think they picked Hoffman because the word man is in the title? Is in the it's also the title of the song? Probably just yeah. Rhymed better, <laughs> worked better. Wouldn't put it past him. I am the Hoffman. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, wait. Dustin, Dust. I got confused. Dustin Hoffman should have a superhero movie for himself called The Hoffman. <laughs> Uh, Dude by Matt Thiessen and the Earthquakes does have a similar vibe to this song. Right. Uh, It kind of feels like an in-between of Forget and Not Slow Down and Air for Free. It feels like the song that could go right before this one. That realization that something should have changed by now and that it takes time to grow up. Right. And Dude, I think of as more as also like kind of touching on that like well, this song is called Man, and he says it's time to grow up and be a man. It's not necessarily, the song Man is not necessarily gender specific, aside from the fact that he says man, and he's a man, and he's male, and he's saying time to grow up and be a man. There's nothing specific about, like, gender roles in the song Man. Whereas the song Dude, it kind of touches on this, like, thought I'd be a full-grown dude. It's like almost, it, 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 just the word dude makes me think like it's more like a, is this like a masculine thing? Like thought I'd be a full grown dude. Like when you're a kid and you're like, dudes are buff and they like, they grow up and they're dudes. You know what I mean? I did like the strong arm guy thing. Unless this is also like a setback. Part of me also wondered because the song is called Dude. And it's on, it's it's so not a Reliant K sounding song, although so many other Earthquake songs did graduate, <laughs> coincidentally, because I said the word graduate, and we graduate. We, and we, we got it, Dan. Yeah. So many Earthquake songs did graduate to become Reliant K songs. Dude does, and most of the album, pretty much the whole album, uh, Wind Up Bird doesn't sound like Reliant K. Sounds even less like Reliant K than, say, Collapsible Lung does. Mm-hmm. Part of me wonders if the song Dude was possibly a cut track from air for free if it would have been if i don't know if it would have sounded exactly the same or if it was i mean whatever it could have been written after my point is the fact that there's so many other one word titles on this album which is a specific motif to this album it doesn't occur on any other Reliant k thing man god cat all those songs and in another song called dude it makes me think it feels like part of the motif of the Air for Free album, so I was wondering if this if dude Mountaintop, was Mountaintop, all one word. 
One, I should have said one syllable. <laughs> one syllable, one word. <laughs> Reliant K has lots of one word songs, but I meant one syllable, one word songs. <laughs> you look like you were going to throw another one at me. <laughs> um, Wave goodbye as Io grow the shadow of Peter Pan. It's time to be a man. Those lyrics and the music change backing them, that instrumentation feels so uplifting and it takes such a profound statement a statement that feels daunting and delivers it with a promise of hope. And I just really, really love that. So Air for Free, and we touched on this a second ago, Air for Free era Matt Thiessen loves streets with wood in them. Right. <laughs> Driftwood, beechwood, wedgewood. Um, I did a deep dive just trying to figure out what the significance of the streets were, because in my mind, so my kind of fan theory is that either Beechwood or Driftwood is the street the cabin is off of where he wrote Forget and Not Slow Down. And maybe the other is the house where he lived at the time with his fiance. Maybe not. Or maybe they're both just, you know, homes he's had in the this past these past six years. Um, or Danny threw out that maybe they were streets uh, that he stayed on in Savannah. So it could be any of these things, or maybe just Driftwood and Beechwood made sense because they would also be lost at sea. They kind of oh. fall in with that same imagery. The reason I theorized maybe Beechwood or Driftwood were streets where their beach house was in Savannah was because Beechwood and Driftwood, I was like, because we actually, Jessica helped me. She looked, I was like, look up if there's a Beechwood or Driftwood in Nashville or anywhere near Nashville. And there was a Drift. There's there, both. In both, Nashville? Yes. Both Beechwood and Driftwood. There are streets in Nashville. There are, both have streets in Nashville. Both have streets in Savannah. Both have streets. They're such generic street names that they kind of have them everywhere. There's even a Beechwood, Ohio. Like, as a, as a city name. Right. I did know. I, yeah, that sounds familiar now. It's like Elm Street. There's an Elm Street in every town. And My dad an... has a store there. That's why it sounds familiar, because he has to fly oh, there yeah. every now and then. But, you know, they always say there's an Elm Street in every town. Exactly. That's what Freddie told us. Yeah. And there's a nightmare on my street. We should do that song soon. <laughs> um, that classic Reliant K cover. Yeah. Of Jazzy Jeff. So just because Nashville is a landlocked city, I was like, Beachwood, Driftwood, but Savannah is not a landlocked city. So maybe that's... And then the, the line... Uh, the 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 heartbreak i can't remember the only southern part of me uh it's something like goodbye to heartbreak or goodbye the heartbreak is the only southern part of me again i tr- i did it like a, i tried to look that that lyric up because goodbye the heartache it's the only southern part of me it feels like such a specific reference but in researching i couldn't i couldn't find that it's the only it's the only lyric that kind of confuses me so it just made me think of savannah and forget not slow down as a whole and i'm like is he talking about the fact that he's from ohio and that's he's from the north and he moved to the south and he got engaged and then that engagement ended and forget not slow down and he still has that heartache because back in savannah which is even further south savannah is like a classic southern city like nashville is certainly southern but like ohio is like midwest whatever (laughs) <laughs> Midwest bordering on. South. I'm in north of the south. 
the the way the whole the way Canada is north of the south. Sure. He's well, like, in that case. Right. So I was just wondering if that tied in. Goodbye to heartache. That's the only southern part of me. So maybe just the whole idea of like you know Savannah and everything. Which again, these are only the motifs that we are provided in the song, and I'm not actually trying to dig deeply into his personal life. I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm not just talking about Reliant K, but like anyone, we we just build off of motifs that are in songs that were given, and you know, act as if we actually understand them. And of course, we don't because there's a real person involved and there's real feelings. So I get a little uncomfortable getting too deep into it. But I'm just saying. The only that's what it makes me think of the goodbye to heartache. The only southern part of me. It feels like he's finally. That's a that's an indication of actually finally getting over the heartache, specifically of what happened six years ago. What happened six years ago was forget and not slow down. I don't know. Uh, another favorite lyric of mine is the clock is ticking faster. I'm too old to be growing up. That is an absolute mood. And there's all the Peter Pan imagery in this song, obviously. there's He's outgrowing the shadow of Peter Pan, which is a hook in the song. And of course, Peter Pan... <laughs> I see what you did there. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Um, when I mean to do it, it sucks. But when I don't mean to do it, it's perfect. So the shadow of Peter Pan, you know, from the story, it's it's like... It is. I don't know. Is there any way that that, aside from just the fact that Peter Pan has a shadow and it's like a, it's a character. His, his own shadow is a character. Like it's a part. It's it's a separate part of him that runs away and is rebellious. It like rebels against Peter Pan himself. And Peter Pan is already rebellious, but his shadow is even rebellious to Peter Pan, who's extra rebellious. So is the shadow of Peter Pan like his own personal rebellion, like his own um, inability to like maintain a relationship and the way he he'll rebel against a relationship and kind of do his own thing and then and then hurt people and I don't just mean with girls I mean with everyone it could be I always sort of took that lyric to more mean the the idea of that you're always going to be Peter Pan the boy that never grows up and that that image the image of Peter Pan casts a shadow and is he has he just been living in the shadow of Peter Pan right and it's time to just shake that off and become right. a man and let that extra but I'm just trying to see if there's a connection to the actual story of like he's shaking off the shadow and the shadow is literally like the plate like the rebellious part of him and he's like just go off shadow just do what you want just go off I'm, I won't try to use a bar of soap to stick our our like our feet together again remember that's what happens in yeah. it um and then obviously there's the I'll leave the pirate ships to the kids who don't know anything because he's cleaning out right he's he says uh, I'll I'll pack some boxes in the basement and move down the street and I'll leave the pirate ships to the kids who don't know anything pirate ships uh, it, it is more it is more Peter, Peter Pan Peter imagery Pan imagery yeah I it, think that that's really clever. And I really like it, but I also think that that is literal Tyson. I think he's literally packing up, moving down the street, and he's like, hey, I've got these old pirate ships. I'm going to leave them here for the next kids who come along to play with because I'm going to be a man and I don't need childish things anymore. I got, these pi- I got these pirate ships that I was given from Big Idea Productions for the premiere of the VeggieTales movie. <laughs> they have... A- <laughs> 
they, yeah, they were premier gifts. He's decided not. He's and that ties in again. He's decided he will no longer be the pirate that doesn't do anything. He's decided to become the pirate that is a man and <laughs> does something. Does something. <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, there's a lot going on in this song. And then musically for me, oh, oh, one last Peter Pan thing is this, the clock ticking, ticking faster. Yeah. Is also the, 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 the crocodile mm-hmm. with the clock in its belly after hook. I don't know if that was on purpose, but it's there. You know it is. I mean? It's just such a great song all around. Whether the, the, the multiple... Peter Pan references were intentional or not, they're they're perfect. Mm-hmm. And then famously, the song What's My Age Again, which is also about arrested development, was supposed to be called Peter Pan Complex. Mm. But like the I guess they were like, that's a little too complicated. Just call it the name of what you sing in the chorus. Oh, I thought maybe they couldn't get the rights. To Peter Pan. Oh, maybe. That's well, probably public domain. Yeah, but Peter Pan Complex is an actual um like a psychological term or whatever for no, someone I, with the rest of development. Yeah. I so, just like the idea that maybe the Peter Pan peanut butter company came like knocking down on Blink 182's door and they're like, excuse me, we're delivering the cease and desist. Or the Peter Pan bus line. Oh, I don't even true. know if that I know Peter Pan peanut butter still exists, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know if the Peter Pan bus line still exists. Anyway, um, we're going to take a break. Okay. And when we come back, we'll talk some more about the song and get into deep dive cover stuff. Yep. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and interact with the show by calling our voicemail line 402-95-SADIE. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for the link to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers, including two brand new designs. Following in the history of all of Reliant K's logo parody merch, we have a Chick-fil-A parody design. And to prove to everyone that we are in fact the most punk rock podcast, we have a new Black Flag logo parody. You know, something that's original and that we could really call our own for once. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, Michael, Connor, and Joel. You can sign up at our Patreon for bonus episodes, which include us reviewing the songs from Chaos for Karaoke and reading through the Complex Infrastructure book. Treat yourself right in 2021 with Sadie Hawkins Pod, the door to a happy, healthy life. (laughs) So one other last note I have on the music, um, and especially as we're digging into this song and finding that there's so much going on lyrically. As I touched on earlier in the episode, this is a very, this was a personally underrated song. And I think maybe underrated for the community as well. Uh, because there's nothing, and we, we're not getting into my segment yet. Although I don't have a segment, is the point <laughs> this week. There's not really any covers except for JC Keith, and there were no videos with uh, derivative videos or fan videos I could find. So this song seems to be underrated. As it was God, there were no covers of God. Huh. So occasionally we come across, because JC Keith hadn't released their tribute album yet right. when we did God, 
So and um, we were sent in that really pretty cover because we yeah, asked for by Christian Lewis. Yeah. So there's, so there was that cover, but we do come across these air for free tracks once in a while that are kind of underrated, which I think this album, not certainly not in the deep Reliant K community, but in like the next level up mm-hmm. Reliant K community, I still think air for free has not had its time yeah. yet. And especially as we're like locking into this song and sleeping and realizing that there's things that this is in some ways, a forget not slow down too, where you've got forget not slow down that the fans have dug into every nook and cranny and corner of that album and like praised it to high heaven and stuff. Like I feel like Air for Free has not yet had its time where it deserves that same thing. Relang K's got to come back. They got to make new music so that people can really yeah. appreciate and discover this. They need to have Collapsible Lung two next so that then people can go back <laughs> to Air for Free like they did with Forget Not Slow Down and be like, "This is brilliant. Do this again." When um. Relying K does come back to uh, get more people interested in this song and this album. They should release a, a self-parody where they're like, wake up, wake up. It's time to be a band. Wake up. It's time to be a band. They got to be they got to wake up and be a band again. Don't make that face at me. <laughs> Don't give me that disappointment. <laughs> this is just such a, a truly great album. And if you listening have not really dove into this album. I highly recommend it. This album is something that has kind of gotten me through some difficult times in in recent years. And I just think it's a really, really beautiful, really great underrated album. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I had, the last note specifically on the song I had is kind of adding to the way in which I've personally underrated this song is that I don't love the beginning, the the toms on the the drum toms mm. and the boom boom boom, the like the weird the weird kind of swingy starting and the the upstroking guitar. It it sounds like the song cut in in the middle when it starts. Yeah. I spent the that beginning. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a song that like you turned on the radio a couple seconds after the song started. That's what it feels like to me. And then you're just you waiting. You want a little intro. You didn't like diving straight in. I didn't like diving. Maybe it needed something to bring it in. That's how I felt about Captain Marvel. Was I was like, <laughs> why are we just, why does it feel like we're in the second act? I don't understand. <laughs> what a comparison. Why did we start here? <laughs> yeah. It feel- I didn't feel that way during this song, but I understand what you mean because that's what I, my mind immediately goes to. So the thing is like that, 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 that first 20 seconds of the song doesn't grab me and we're basically just building especially now that i've listened to it more when the song starts i'm just waiting for those that the the symbols to kick in like Mm -hmm. and for that real build of what is the song it never really goes back to that beginning thing it never goes back to that opening little intro thing that i feel like is half done so I'm just waiting for it to just really kick in the whole time. And I guess all of these years, I would hear the beginning of that part. And I'd be like, oh, this part's boring, forgetting that in about 20, 30 seconds, it gets super good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going back to Peter Pan and how you're not showering as frequently and like letting your facial hair do what it does. You on one side, your mustache is curling up like Captain Hook. And uh. I got to tell you. I'm digging it. I'm into it. 
but he's a bad guy. He hurts people. I don't want to hurt people. Well, you don't have to hurt people just to have an epic mustache. I guess not. I mean, although Snidely Whiplash, again, epic mustache, villain. Why do the villains always have the epic mustaches? Who are some good guys with mustaches? Uh, Superman? (laughs) (laughs) And they CGI'd it out? (laughs) Perot? Detective Perot? Perot? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure lots of... Lots of 70s and 80s leading men had mustaches. Uh, you got Tom Selleck, but yeah. that's not... I mean, it's iconic. And Burt Reynolds, iconic mustaches. Not epic, though. They've got to have that nice handlebar bar curl to them to yeah. uh, get there. Well, whatever. Are you ready for my deep I'm dive? I'm ready for your deep dive because <laughs> April, who has the day off, she's having a spa day. She just texted and was like, I'm ready for you to pick me up. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not, not the groomer, but our dog but has her phone. And she said, of I'm course. ready for you to pick me up from the groomers. Of course. She knows how to I'm use sure technology. She's the engineer. She can wait 20 minutes while we finish the show. So this is my deep dive is super short and super fast. We have some fan art, which is over on Twitter from Texan at Texan Soda. It says, goodbye, the heartache. That's the only southern part of me. I pack some boxes in the basement and move down the street, and I'll leave the pirate ships to the kids who don't know anything. Oh, I'll be every bit the person we both already know I'll be. And then there's a little picture of, like, a little, like, fox guy from behind, and he's standing on the edge of a pier rolling a suitcase behind him. That's nice. I kind of want to see a uh, animal version, like a furry version of the covers, the, the artwork, the photos to Air for Free. Like the cover and also that one of them jumping in that weird, you know, um, concrete form thing that they're jumping in and and the picture from the side where you see more of hoops. Someone's got to do a furry version, wow. a fursona version, not a furry thing, just a fursona version. <laughs> oh, sure. I don't course. want anyone to go that this would be too much work. I don't want anyone to go to the same locations in furry costumes and recreate those photos. I just want someone to draw because that was like very Zootopia looking drawing. I just want yeah. to come with someone to recreate the artwork and all of the main promotional photos to air for free with Zootopia-like characters. Well, my other, disappointing, my other uh, deep dive note that I had were someone made these like off-brand Reliant K flip-flops. Oh, and no. the page has since been taken down. Oh, no. So... <laughs> What it was where they were just like standard black after soccer flip flops with the uh, mm-hmm flower and on it, and it said they said mm-hmm or Reliant K or something. It was just the it was just the mm-hmm album cover basically printed onto a pair of standard sandals. Gotcha. I was just wondering if I was just trying to work some Google magic to see if we can find them. But that's crazy to think then that um, I found this a day ago and it's gone. To so Reliant K, oh, is Reliant oh, K actively oh. out there shutting down people infringing on their copyright? Oh. See now, this is why I very specifically didn't want to put the words Reliant K in any of our merch. We are working on a 
Patreon exclusive thing. That's the first time I'm hinting at it. But I was like, hey, if it's behind the paywall, then that's another thing. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah, but maybe Reliant K is out there shutting down the bootleggers. All right. So, like I said, there's basically nothing for this song. We'll listen to the J.C. Keith uh cover and that's about it (laughs) when you search for i'm sure you came across this with your deep dive but when you look on google uh, sorry when you look on youtube or soundcloud for relying k man there's hope for every fallen man and there's be your man yeah and there's manic monday yeah i didn't get any of the be your man stuff or the manic monday but i did get a lot of hope for every yeah fallen man so the, and there's nothing, and I tried to go as deep as I could in YouTube. I used like the in title search parameters and stuff, and, yeah. and nothing really just came up. So that's pretty much it. So there's no segment for me this week. <laughs> we'll just listen to, and I don't have our new speaker on the table, so we'll do this old school editing Ooh. style. Um, so here is JC Heath's cover. I spent the last six years like Hoffman in a swimming pool And I've been lost at sea inside a house off Driftwood Avenue And I I made a mess out of the life that lay ahead of me, oh The clock is ticking faster now, I'm too old to be growing up Goodbye to heartache, that's the only southern part of me. I feel like I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm not disparaging J.C. Keith, but I just think this opening part of the song is kind of boring. <laughs> I know. Once you, because we're going to get all the way to the end, th- their version here is four minutes long. So it's like, we'll get into when the song really kicks in. Uh, but I feel the same way about the Reliant K song. I think I feel like this opening part, aside from the lyrics, which are wonderful, I just feel like the way the song kicks in is not gripping. Jessica is shaking her head at me. Some boxes in the basement and move down the street and uh, I'll leave the pirate ships to kids who don't know anything. Oh, oh. I'll be every bit the person we both already know I'll be. Wake up, wake up, it's time to be a man. This is where the song gets good for me, specifically. We didn't learn we're doing this through the J.C. Keith cover, but this, like, the wake up, wake up, that's the first really good melodic part of the song to me. Wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to be a man. Wake up, wake up. As I outgrow the shadow of Peter Pan It's time to be a man Don't close your eyes So they turned it into they they said and then that kickoff. That's what I'm waiting for when I'm listening to the Reliant K version. I'm just waiting for that kickoff to happen. And here's he, the kickoff. Here's Hope the you're kickoff. Not sick of. <laughs> Hope you're not sick of the first part of the song man. <laughs> uh so here JC Keith I hadn't listened to this yet, 
I mean, I heard the album when it first came out, but I didn't remember what they did with this song. So they've got that that instrument that like ding 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 ding. Yeah, thing. That's they awesome. changed it up into a lot more countryish, a yeah. lot more like down home picking style. Oh boy, did Pickin Reliant K do this one, Dan? No, no. I don't think so. They should. <laughs> I'm gonna skip ahead a little because this is a long song. And- Yeah, it's nice. They made it their own. Yeah, they made it their own, like most of their songs. Although I'll say like this song, and I've said this about, I can't remember which, there was one Air for Free song where they totally found a way to elevate it and make it a totally different thing. It's a song we've done, so I just got to look at like the Air for Free list and I can complete this thought once I've done that. <laughs> but um, basically, I feel we've like... We've done Mountaintop. We've done it wasn't Bummin. Mountaintop. We've done... It wasn't Bummin. Lo- local Construction, I think? It wasn't Local... We've eh, done Sleepin'. It might have been... Mountaintop. Sl- it might have been Sleepin'. Uh, we did Flower or Marigold. I can't remember. But we did one of the two. Marigold. <laughs> it was Marigold. There you go. So, J.C. Keith's cover of Marigold. And God. We did God. Right. So in a lot of cases, I was like saying how... We've done a lot of songs off this album. Yeah. So I was saying with the thing with Marigold is like their version of Marigold is like on par, maybe uh, under some conditions even better than the original. Whereas in this case, they're just, they kind of recreated the song, changed up the instrumentation a little bit. And it is what it is. I mean, that's the sort of thing you get, I guess, if you're doing like a full album, uh, a tribute album is like some songs are going to be totally elevated and work better to your personal style and some of them are just going to be like you basically recreating the song and then in other cases you're like princes of the sun and you just kind of like destroy every song <laughs> <laughs> oh man where's princess with the sun with their air for free uh cover right <laughs> is anyone in jc keith from princes of the sun <laughs> I don't think so. I'm kidding. Yeah. So it's like basically, I guess if you do a full tribute album, you just all you, like you got to kind of just at least hold together and sustain the intent of the original song. If not, if you're not able to elevate it. And in this case, this is just like they held together the integrity of the original song and changed up that kick. They didn't have that. I don't know what you call it. What do you call the hi-hat? It's not a hi-hat. What do you call the little, what do you call the, the symbol? But what do you call the symbol that has the little foot pedal? That's and the you, hi-hat. That's the hi-hat. Yeah. The hi-hat when it goes... <laughs> that thing, I like that. <laughs> Don't you love that we have a music podcast? Yeah. You know that thing that goes... Chicka, 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 and chicka. I got my hands up like the two sticks and they're both, hitting, they're both hitting the hi-hat going... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fun. the hi-hat. That's yeah. fun. I like and that. And they probably played it like partially open and probably like closed it part yeah. of the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I used to play the drums. I know stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, Dan, do you like this song more, less, or the same as before? Much more. Yeah. Uh, this 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 week, it actually opened my eyes to this song. Yay. And I got past that opening thing that doesn't connect with me too great. The lyrics do, not the music of the first 40 seconds of the song. 
I love this song before, but now I, I think I actually love it even more. So this is definitely one of my favorites off air for free. It was just like one that I really liked and felt like a connection to before. But now it's definitely one of my favorites off air for free. So love it. Nice. Well, we hope all of you out there can grow up to be a man. And uh, we'll see you next week on Manly Hawkins Pod.